Trying to find a dream job? We've got seven steps to show you how. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Our theme today is seven steps to finding a dream job. Hi, this is Daniel Laxton's. And I'm Leah Laxton's. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show. It's presented by 30careers.com. If you have questions or comments for any of our upcoming guests, be sure to go to our brand new website just launched this week, dreamjobradio.30careers.com. You can see all of our upcoming episodes through October of this year and leave comments beside the episodes that you would like to comment on. And feel free to tweet me at Daniel Laxton's. That's at Daniel Laxton's, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. We have a special guest with Trish Ellis. That's right. And you know, along with a brand new website for Dream Job Radio, we also have a new show format. And that format does not include <laughs> Campus Connection, so don't stay tuned for your favorite <laughs> college student. However, it's not the end for Micah. Nope. He'll be moving to his own special website with his own podcast feed. So be sure to go to the Dream Job Radio site and subscribe. Yeah, and then you'll also be able to go to iTunes because it will be also uploaded to iTunes later on. That's right, and it will be a full-featured episode featuring all the tips and tricks that he usually gives for our show, but also including, I believe, some local musical guests and things associated with his uh, M. Hackney Entertainment website as well. That's right. So let's get to our special guest. Today's theme, once again, is Seven Steps to Finding a Dream Job. And our guest is Trish Ellis. Now, she is a career specialist with more than 20 years' experience in the recruiting industry. She's the owner of On Target Career Coaching and the creator of the seven-step process. Located here in Austin, Texas, Trish is actively involved in the community and was recently even a keynote speaker at our Dream Job Meetup series. So we'd like to welcome you to the show, Trish. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you have done a lot when it comes to the career industry and uh, one of the things that Lee and I were wanting to ask you about is how did you get involved in career service uh, this career service industry it's a great question I have been a recruiter for over 25 years and I've sort of slided in and out of being an agency recruiter an executive recruiter an in-house corporate recruiter I've trained recruiters and hiring managers, and I really, over the past 25 years, have gotten a really in-depth look at what the recruiting industry is about. While I was doing that, I was coaching thousands of people on how to find a job. And about two years ago, when the market really started to take a nosedive, I, I, I got a lot of calls from people just basically saying, I don't know what to do. I haven't had to look for a job in 10, 15 years. And it's different, and we all know it's different today. Yeah. And so I decided at that moment that that's where I needed to be, that people needed my help in getting back to work. So I started on-target career coaching. Now, what's funny about that is I'm not a coach in the sense that a lot of other people are a career coach. I don't necessarily work with people on what it is that they want to do. I show people how to find a job. I show people what they need to do to find and make themselves stand out in this type of a marketplace. So I, I still am involved in the recruiting world, and I'm still close to what's going on in that world, but I really think that people need to know how to be their own recruiter. 
That's great. And so that's yeah. why I'm here. And it's a tough market, too. Yeah, so uh, you kind of cut the fluff and gotten straight to the point of getting these people jobs. Absolutely. You know, I, I will say this. A lot of people are blaming, and not to say that the economy isn't bad, but a lot of people are blaming that the way things are today is because of the economy. And I have to say that it probably speeded it up, but with the Internet and social media and everything else that's going on out there, it was bound to change that you really have to make yourself stand out. So regardless that there's a lot of competition out there, there's always going to be population increases, Every six months, you've got 1.6 million college students coming out of college. You've got moms coming back to work after their kids got old enough for them to go back. And then you have people that are unhappy in the jobs that they're at. So competition, and not even talking about the unemployed yet. So competition is steep, and you just really have to know what to do to make yourself stand out. Mm-hmm. Well, we know you've been doing this for a long time, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of... Uh, mistakes out there, but what what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see job seekers making? It's the the definition of insanity. <laughs> they're doing the same thing over and over again and they're expecting a different result. People are just they're they have one resume that they submit to all jobs. They are not online or they're online inappropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things people don't recognize is that Companies do Google searches before they're going to make an offer to someone. And if there's something on that Internet that doesn't make you look good for the company, they're not going to hire you. That is a very good point, isn't Mm -hmm. it? I always recommend to people, Google yourself. See what's out there. Is that what you would want a a prospective employer to know about you? Mm -hmm. Hide anything that you don't want them to know. Especially all those college pictures of uh, them partying or something. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's the that. It's them partying. It's them. the, The newest thing now is the sexting thing. It's just putting up inappropriate pictures or talking negatively about people online, having videos of themselves that are not flattering. These are the things that you have to look for and that companies look for. Because the one thing that I will say, and I find this to be one of the most profound statements, how you do anything is how you do everything. And when you think about that, that's what an employer is looking at you for, how you are on that interview, how you are on the Internet in social media, how you are when you're sending in your communication with them, whether it be an email or the resume, that's how you're going to be on the job. That's what they have to go by. That's going to be the perception of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you really need to make sure that how you are is how you want the world to perceive you. Wow. Well, hey, let's let's talk about resumes for a second. Um, A lot of people, you already mentioned it too, that if you send a resume in, some people are doing the wrong thing by sending the exact same resume in. But what would you say... uh, would, there's If you could change one thing on, on someone's resume, what does it usually turn out to be? I would say that the biggest mistake that people use is they put this horrible word called responsible on their resume. <laughs> <laughs> or they might put an objective on their resume. And so with an objective, they might say, 
first of all, a company doesn't really care what you can, what you want to do. They care about what you can do for them. So instead of saying, this is what I want to do, let them know what it is that I can do for them. That's nice. Then the other piece of that, the word that responsible, which is the biggest curse word you can use on a resume, is because all it does is says that you're responsible for something. It doesn't say you actually did it. You want to show action. Oh, that's a good point. So a lot of times you'll see uh, responsible for managing uh, 20 people. I was responsible for handling a project or whatever. Plus, it's almost redundant when you see it over and over. But Exactly. It, but all it's saying is that you were responsible for it. It doesn't say you actually did it or you were successful yeah. at it. Yeah. And you're not there anymore, so it might make them wonder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> L- liable for company money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, this is kind of off subject, but what do you think about uh, video resumes and things like that? It's kind of gotten popular on, um, I guess, YouTube and things like that. But do you think that would really impress as an employer, or is it kind of over the top? You know, I, I, I don't really see it taking off. I mean, maybe in the future. I, I think that the biggest issue right now is there's so many people that are applying for positions that recruiters are overwhelmed with just reading resumes. So to take in the time to look at videos, I, I just don't see how people have it. I mean, we all have ADD. We don't have that attention span. Mm-hmm. When they're looking at a resume, they're giving it seven seconds. That's it, wow. if that. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, they're probably not going to pop that in and watch it if they only have seven seconds. Absolutely. Well, you're you know, listening- maybe once the economy comes back, it might change it. I mean, I do see videos being huge out there. I just don't see it from a, a resume perspective. Mm-hmm. We've seen people doing it, but we haven't really saw a, an employer looking at it. Yeah, like you said, it um, hasn't hasn't seemed to catch on really yet, mm-hmm. but who knows? Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest is Trish Ellis. She's the creator of the seven-step process. And we've been talking about resumes, uh, but uh, what do you think? You, you know, we talked about video a little bit, but what's your take on social media? I'm, I am huge on social media. If you do it the right way, mm. I will say that with Facebook, I generally am only friends with people that I'm friends with uh, or, or new business associates. I'm very careful about what I put on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, if you were to do a search on me on Facebook, the only thing that you would come up with is my picture and the fact that I live in Austin, Texas, and that's it. You will not find any other information on me, and I can't stress enough to people out there that they really need to be careful with that. I think that LinkedIn is probably, as of this moment, the number one business tool out there to find a job. I think that every person that you meet with, you need to connect with them on LinkedIn, and you need to be able to establish yourself as an expert there. And there are so many ways that you can do it. I I truly believe LinkedIn is one of the absolute greatest tools out there. I love it. I love that too, Uh, especially the idea that you're saying is to establish yourself as an expert. So when it comes to social media, what are some ways maybe they can establish themselves as an expert? What would you suggest? Great question. Great question. Well, what you want to do, I mean, LinkedIn is is part of the internet. So 
when you have Google searches, you see the ones that come up to the top are the ones that have those keywords the most, oh, yeah. right? So when you mm -hmm. go to do a search on, maybe you're looking for a bicycle, when you do bicycle in Austin, the 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 shops that are closest to you or have the words bicycle the most are going to come up at the top of that search. Well, it's kind of the same thing with LinkedIn. If you want to be found, you need to keep using the right keywords to make sure and and use different variations of that word. So if you're a, a salesperson, you might put sales, business development, account management, inside sales, outside sales, whatever it is that you do, keep putting it over and over and over again. Don't be so repetitious that it's boring, but you want to talk about what it is that you do and show your personality. But a great way to use LinkedIn to establish yourself as an expert is to ask and answer questions in the groups, in the answers questions, in your status update, so that people will see you and they'll see that you know what you're talking about in the industry that you're in. Hmm, it's truly good, a great good way. advice. Yeah, you know, we were early on users of LinkedIn and uh, found it a little cumbersome back then, kind of got out of it. We got back into it uh, really around the time that we started the podcast just because everybody said, how are you guys not on LinkedIn? And I have to say, it's it's changed so much and it's become such a fantastic tool that we have colleagues and, and friends that we've met first through LinkedIn. And you know, that just doesn't happen on Facebook or really even Twitter. But LinkedIn, because you know, it, it is professionals on there generally. And if you're in the same field, you can really make some lasting connections. I think we found our Absolutely. lawyer. Absolutely. We did find our lawyer on Twitter, though. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, but social media, that's where it is these days. You know, one of the other things with LinkedIn is, and, and even for myself, I got a call. I'm not even looking for a job. And I got a call two weeks ago that a local company was looking to hire a recruiter. Wow. And they found I'm not even connected to them. But they found me on LinkedIn through my keywords, through my activity. I'm, I'm so active on there that I want people, I always want to be in people's faces. I want them to know that I'm here if they need me. Uh -huh. And you're not even looking for a job. And, she's <laughs> and I'm not even looking for a job. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, awesome. I'm sure some of our listeners will be envying you for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, all they need to do is know how to put their uh, LinkedIn profile up, right? Well, that's not all. There's, there's. You know, there truly is, in my opinion, a seven-step process that you need to do in order to really find a job. Um, and, and it sounds so simple and it's going to sound so logical to you, but it is true. If you have these seven steps down, you will not have a problem finding a job. It will make it so much easier for you. So the first thing, if I, if that's okay with you, if Absolutely. I just got to go through the that was seven our, steps. Yeah, you, your, that's fantastic. That was our next question. Yeah. What is the seven-step process? Well, first of all, it's really understanding who are you and, and really knowing who you are so that when you do interview, when you are out there meeting people, when you are out there, you can really tell people who you are and how you can solve their problem. You have to remember, a company has an opening because they have a problem and they need you to come in and solve it. And so and the first thing that you need to, before you even begin your search, is you have to know who you are. Who are you and what do you bring to the table? And you do have great gifts. All of you do. The second thing is, is, is understanding to really 
how to do research on both industries and companies and really using the Internet to not just the Internet, but other tools out there to do research within your industry or other industries to figure out if this is the right way to go. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what are the right websites that you need to use to find a job today and how they're all connected to each other, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. It's number four. Sorry, I should probably go in one, two, three, four. Four is write, not just writing a resume, but easily being able to customize that resume. You can't, you cannot send the same resume, we've talked about this already, to everybody out there. You need to really be able to customize every resume that you have so that it looks like that job description was written for you. And I do have an easy way of doing that in in my process here. It's learning how to not just network online, but networking offline and meeting people. I can't tell you how many times I go to a job fair or a job club and people are not networking with each other. And it's such a missed opportunity because these people are out there looking for a job too. If they know what you're looking for and they get a call on something, they can pass that off to you. I mean, it's such a, you're out there. So you should be talking to each other and helping each other. It's number six is about really knowing how to interview. One of my favorite things in the world is to interview, and everybody thinks that I'm nuts. <laughs> but truly, it is the one venue where you can brag about your accomplishments and nobody thinks you're full of yourself. <laughs> well, at least that's what you... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> at least they're not, that's, and, they're not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven is is truly about how to follow up, and a lot of people drop the ball on this, and that's such a key thing. It's following up and negotiating for your job, and so that's the seven steps that it really, truly, if you can understand and master these seven steps, you will not have an issue finding a job. And do you go into a greater detail with these seven steps with your program? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. And I, I have a, a six CD set right now that I, I offer to people that, that is, it's mostly geared towards college students and recent college grads, but it's the same principles for experienced professionals as well. They, it's, it's really truly about understanding who you are and how you have so much value that you can give to a company. And I, I truly believe that I think what happens is that a lot of people, when they lost their job, they lost their sense of purpose. Oh. And somehow they, it, and it's hard not to take it personally. But the reality is it had nothing to do with you. You did nothing wrong. It's your company just didn't have the money. And you're not alone. There's so many people that are in the same situation. Not that that makes it better. It's just understanding it is nothing to do with you, and you have to pick up yourself up by the bootstraps and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, if the listeners want to learn more about this seven-step process, uh, where can they go to find out more about you and also your, your company, On Target Career Coaching? Well, exactly that. Go to my website. It's www.ontargetcareercoaching.com. And I will connect with you on LinkedIn, so I invite you to do that. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me at info at ontargetcareercoaching.com. 
because I want to help everyone. I believe everyone is going to get back to work and, and hopefully soon. That's right. And we uh, also encourage people to sign up for your newsletter, right? Because I think you have some freebies online I that do. you give them if they sign Thanks up. Thanks so much, Lee. I do. I have two free gifts that if you come to my website and you sign up, it's uh, uh, 30 do's and 30 don'ts of interviewing. And also it, uh, the top 10 toughest interview questions and how to answer them. So if you hop over to my website, it's right there. You can just sign up and you get instant access to those two free reports. That's, that's perfect. That's fantastic. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Trish Ellis. Uh, she's the owner of On Target Career Coaching. She's also the creator of the seven-step process. But we thank you so much for coming on the show, Trish. Thank you so much. I had so much fun, and I wish you all the best of luck. All right, you too. What an excellent show. Yeah, Trish is so amazing and full of great advice. Some really good advice. So what's up for next week? Well, next week we have... Well, hold up a second. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Where's my music? Oh, is that Micah? Yeah, oh. where's my music I got for the show? Um, for Campus Connect? Well, <laughs> did, you know... Did you, you didn't get, get the memo? Did you get the email? What? We sent you an email, though. You, you didn't get it, or... You could at least call me personally if you're going to cancel it. <laughs> no, we didn't cancel it. You know, we just um, we're put, putting you into a different. Well, uh, well, never mind. Just let's. Oh go yeah, on and let's do, do let's the go show. On and do Campus yeah, go Connect. ahead. Hey, cue the music for Campus Connect. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, ever since I've gotten over 800 Twitter followers, I've realized I'm way too popular for you guys to show. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Well, that's cool. So if you want Campus Connection, what about for all the fans that just want to hear Campus Connection this week? They can go to your own iTunes feed, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, need to go and check out Micah Hackney's feed. They're at Campus Connect. That's right. So next week's episode. Who is next week? Well, we have the first part of our two-part series, Dr. Tom Anastasi will be here. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to know the ins and outs, uh, how to start a business. This, These are two awesome episodes coming up. Yeah, next week will be part one, Anatomy of a Startup. And Tom Anastasi is a professor. He's a double Harvard major, and he has a lot of amazing things to say about uh, how to start your business and what to avoid. So be sure to tune in. Yeah, check us out next week. Until then, this is Daniel Laxton's. This is Leah Laxton's. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.
Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.